We are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you, the business owner. Before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online step by step and it's completely free. Hi and welcome to episode 47. I'm going to be looking at how to boost your brain and memory function through the food that you eat. And Blair is going to be talking about where to buy and sell your business. Yeah, thanks, Emily. So I wanted to touch on uh, three different websites that allow you to buy or sell uh, online businesses with. And what I'll be doing is separating these over three different episodes uh, over the next few weeks. So the first one we're going to look at is the website called flipper.com. And flipper.com is probably one of the biggest platforms for selling or buying websites. Uh, and apps, so they do apps, uh, domain names, and websites. They've got 1.5 million users, and they normally have around 6,000 live listings at any one time. So it's a huge platform. Um, They've grown quite uh, massively over the last five years, and we'll look at it from the point of view of of both buying or selling, So, so you can sort of get a feel for what these guys offer. So when you uh, go to Flipper, you need to sign up with them, and that's pretty straightforward. You don't have to give too much information, um, but basically you just form an account, and that will allow you to then log in and see more information than you would if you just went there as a casual user. Some listings are listed on Flipper for sale will show as confidential, so what you then need to do, even if you're logged in, you'll need to sign a confidentiality agreement and then that will be reviewed by the seller and then you'll be approved to see some of the information. Now, normally the ones that are confidential are the ones that are uh, possibly um, you know, sensitive information that you know they only really want people that are serious about buying the website and they don't really want tire kickers. So that's why they put that extra step in because a lot of the, the tire kickers out there won't go through that confidentiality agreement to, to get access to the information. So normally each listing's got an asking price and also you can make offers. So they kind of run a bit like an auction with an asking price as, as the top price. So if the listing doesn't reach the asking price, then normally the seller will negotiate. So you can you can make an offer during that selling period and that will sort of set you in the, in the ballpark of, um, I guess, a negotiation if the site doesn't sell with full asking price. Um, it really is quite a negotiation site. So don't get stuck by the asking price. There's, there's definitely room to move on that. Um, so if you are interested in a, a business on Flipper, you, I would suggest you put a um, maybe a lower offer in and, and that would sort of open up the conversation with the seller. So they've basically got a variety of systems to show information about um, who's selling it. You know, and So that includes the uh, seller's email address, phone and ID verification. So that provides buyers with a certain level of security that shows the seller has gone through these verifications and Flipper has checked them out to be real people and legitimate people that, you know, have uh, 
you know, government IDs and things. So, so that's a good step that they've um, introduced. So the listings can be quite detailed, but it really depends on what the seller wants to provide. So if you're looking to do a listing on, on Flipper, I would suggest putting as much information as you can, because the more information, the better. Um, you know, as a minimum, you want to show traffic, revenue, expenses, and then seller notes. And, and what Flipper do is when you set up a listing, they will ask you some common questions when you're creating that listing so you can provide what they normally like to see for buyers to review. So that, that's quite a good system they've got there as well. They've also got a question and answer feature. So what you'll you'll see is that you can ask sellers questions about their listing and, and they'll reply. And likewise, if you're placing a listing with Flipper, you can expect to have uh, questions asked by various buyers who are looking at your, your listing. You really want to um, reply to those in a timely fashion um, because that will help your listing you know, progress and, and keep buyers interested in, in the listing. So they also offer a number of other services now. So they've just improved this whole this whole um, offering in the last year. So they offer a due diligence service where they will uh, do their own due diligence on the listing for you and provide you a, with a report. So you don't have to do that yourself. They offer you legal advice. Uh, they offer you a private finding. Uh, service where they will actually have one of their brokers go and find you a business on their on their website or even before it comes live on their website so you kind of get more of a private um, exclusive service and there's obviously costs for that but it can be a, a more um, professional way of finding you know business to buy they also offer a bro brokerage and financing um, service within their site so they're really expanded the range of just being a platform to sell and, and buy websites. They also offer a really good service, which is their um, email. So once you set up, if you're looking to buy a website, if, once you set up your preferences online, you can pretty much get a customized email each day about showing what websites are available that meet those preferences. So you might go in and say, right, I want to buy a business that's worth uh, $100,000 and it's earning a range of say $2,000 to $3,000 net profit a month. It's got to be a content site, you know, so you can set all these all these sort of preferences and, and it will filter out anything that doesn't meet those preferences and send you an email list of the top ones each day that do. So it's a really good way of continually looking at new listings which are coming online um, on their platform. They also offer a really good filtering service. So once you go on to their site, you can actually filter the listings by all of the stuff I just mentioned, you know, by the sale price, the, you know, what sort of type of business it is, um, you know, right down to, you know, the um, finer details. So it's a really good way of basically fine tuning out of those 6,000 listings, just ones that sort of hit the preferences that you want. So Flipper's a really improved platform than it used to be, but I think you still have to be careful as a buyer because there are a lot of listings on there and some of them aren't as good as others. You know, there are a lot of tire kickers on the on the site, although Flipper have done a heck of a lot of work to improve that service and, and get rid of people that aren't legitimate um, on, their, on their platform. 
If you want to do a listing, it's ten dollars to list a, a uh, website for sale, and when you sell it, it's they have a tiered success fee, and that ranges between five and ten percent, and it just all depends on the value of what the business sold for. So, generally, you know, a fifty thousand dollars site will be more up that ten percent mark, whereas say something like over a million dollars um, would be down towards the five percent success fee. So overall, Flip is a really effective marketplace to sell and buy from. They've done a lot of work in the last few years to tidy it up, um, and it's definitely got a lot more of a professional offering than it did before. But you need to be prepared if you're selling a site on there to answer the buyer's questions and, to be honest, deal with a few tight kickers along the way. So make sure you have all your business information really tight before you go and list the site because that will get rid of a lot of those questions from the get-go without even having to address them. So have a look on there, flipper.com, and pass you on to Emily. Hi. Thanks, Blair. Okay, so I'm going to be talking to you about um, ways to boost your brain and memory function through food because it's really important that we are getting um, a variety of food and a balance of different foods in our diet throughout the week uh, to keep us focused um, and alert and really looking after ourselves and our body because when we're really busy I know it's so easy just to get a ready meal or a takeaway but if you're doing that quite often it really isn't good for your long-term health and we really need some variety in, in your diet and so I'm not going to overload you with loads and loads of different foods um, that can help um, with your brain and your memory because there's, there's loads. I'm going to just mention three today and I'm mentioning these three because these are what uh, we are going to be introducing into our diet this week. So one of them is fatty fish. I know you probably heard this. Omega-3 is really, really good for your, your memory function. Now, fish like salmon, trout and sardines are all really good fish that are really high in omega-3. And they will help improve your memory and your mood and protecting your brain against decline. So really, it's like to look after your body now for the future. Another is coffee. Now, I know you probably love your morning coffee, as I do. And one coffee a day can really help boost your alertness and your mood as well and protect against Alzheimer's um, because of the caffeine and the antioxidants that are in coffee. Um, now, I know there's a lot of research to say that too much coffee is bad for you, and I think that is probably right. But if you're having it in moderation, um, there are some real benefit to having some coffee. And the third thing I'm going to introduce to you is turmeric. And there's actually been quite a bit of a buzz around turmeric lately. It has an active compound, curcumin. Has strong anti-inflammatory and antioxidant benefits, which can really help your brain. And there's also been research to show that it can actually help reduce um, symptoms of depression and Alzheimer's disease again, as well. Now, how can you put turmeric in your diet? You're probably asking. Well, I've just got a, a little tub of powder, powdered turmeric, and I've just been sprinkling it on anything, anything that I've had a salad, any curries that we've had. Uh, we had some pasta last night. We just sprinkled a little bit on the top of that. And it's quite a strong flavour and you don't need a lot. But just adding that, that little bit just here and there will really, really help. Um, it can actually also be added into drinks, into your coffee or your tea and hot drinks. And um, I've also bought recently in the supermarket Thai turmeric latte, which is also, I have to say, really, really, really good if you can get anything like that in your local coffee shop or in the supermarket. Maybe have a try. So um, there's your challenge this week. Try to get one of those three things or all three of those things into your diet. We, we've really focused on that. We've got fish for dinner tonight, Blair. 
Sounds like I've got turmeric coffee coming up. <laughs> All right, that's great. Thanks, Emily. We'll uh, give some of those a go this week and see how we get on. And that's all we've got time for on this one, episode 47. See you in the next one. Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes. And remember that our website is a huge resource of free step-by-step guides for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.